Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello, and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Now, I don't know what we're talking about, because you uh, kept I, me in the dark. I, well, I didn't intend to keep you in the dark, mm -hmm. of course. Obviously, I am in the dark. Obviously, we, we were just on the previous uh, podcast. We were talking about stereotypes and things like this. Right. And so I, right at the end, was like, oh, there's something I wanted to talk about. And then we didn't get to talk about it, because I was like, well, if we string it on the end of this, it's going to be ridiculous. There are right. different topics, really, and stereotypes are the only thing they have in common. So I was like, well, I should bring this up. So we're going to bring it up. Um, this is actually, so I was going to write an article on this, but then I was like, well, I don't know, maybe we should just talk about it because it's, it's not as fully formed as I would like. Like, I don't feel like I can really say, I can't go out and say, here is a really well-formed opinion. Look at how pristine and beautiful it okay. is. Like, isn't it wonderful? Because it's not really that. It's All just, right. it's more of a like emotional thing. Okay. And what it is, is I think you, maybe you saw this. But I was uncomfortable about the, uh, so Chris Hecker had his thing mm -hmm. at the GDC where he showed like, uh, oh, called, it's called Fair Use at right. the rant panel. Uh, I'm sure most people have probably seen it. Uh, where he showed like a number of videos of people presenting their games to the press. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, they consisted like of a clip where there'd be someone talking, like there's a guy talking about how he went to see the, you know, Humvee, the, the, I, don't, I guess he, right. I didn't. Since, since it's kind of taken out of context, I don't know exactly what he was talking about, but he had clearly like gone to some military thing to see, you know, the oh. actual Humvees or right. whatever that like the military uses or something. And they were showing him the old Humvee, which has like a really floppy, loose door, I guess, like a canvas door. Right. And then the new Humvees, which have like the armored doors, which I assume has something to do with the whole, the IED thing right. way back when with like Donald Rumsfeld, you know, you go to war with the army, you have not the army, you wish to have all that stuff. I, I assume mean, this is you that. You assume that it's really because armored doors right. cost. Cost ten times more, and then whatever. Like the contractors and whatever. whatever. Yeah. This guy Reddit is like, oh, this is better for protecting our troops or whatever. Go America, you know, whatever right. it was. And then, so he was giving that presentation to the press, and then he shows a clip, and the clip has like a dude pushing the door open with one hand, and then like ten minutes of explosions and, there's shit, like, and, and blowing a building collapse. The door was literally. And he comes back and goes like, that's like the personal touch that makes right. like the game special or whatever that make or it's the reason why we do this, right. the reason why we go to whatever. Which, and then you, you, you do that, and then you also think about, like, Kubrick, who would literally paint a door 50,000 times <laughs> to try to get the exact color that's emotional. And right. you're like, one is an artist. Right, right, right. And one is someone that's just ham-fisting around, bumbling around. I get, thinking, yeah, I get This is so, what I got. I mean, yeah. the, the point of Chris's rant, because <clears throat> you talked about this with, with yes. us ahead of time, was the yes, he he's did. like, I'm not trying to be a dick. He's right. not... I, I am trying to show that people, and I'm not even trying to show them people doing something different from what is in the game. Like, right. He's saying, it's about, I think it's about presentation to the press. He, he, well, he was, no, he was like trying to say, I think these people are actually delusional. He, like, oh. they believe this stuff. That like we okay. are like that's like with I the didn't budget even really game. understand that. Yeah, his point was you strike. I'm trying to talk about these. They don't at a deep level. I they understand. think they're doing these things, okay. but are obviously obviously not. So he's like, I want to use their own words. I don't want to edit them. Right. I want to just put them saying the words, right. showing the game, like right. as much as possible. You don't even move stuff around. We like show we are doing something different, and then you right. sh in the Destiny video, and then they are showing. A space marine loading, cocking a gun, 
Right. Checking it with the digital, right. walking up some space right. stairs. We're doing something no space. one's ever done before. Yeah, and it's, and like, it's like, and it's like Halo. It's and like it, exactly. No, it's, it's like it yeah. looks exact. Now, yeah. obviously, and and I'd end up talking to some of the Bungie guys who were like, ah, that was just kind of the way the editing ended up. It wasn't intentional for that to be overlaid right, with right. that or whatever. Yeah. But like that, Chris's point was like they just people don't get it, and right. so yes. they and then they showed that one, yeah. um, and then they showed some weaker examples. Right. And, right. So now, obviously, I was uncomfortable about this before it even happened because mm -hmm. the email thread that you're talking about, right. I said I don't think you should do that if you haven't played the game, right? Okay. Right. I don't know if you remember this mm -hmm. thread. I was like, it would concern me because I was like, I don't feel comfortable criticizing someone's work until the work is out and I can look at it. And okay. I'm a very harsh critic, right? Mm -hmm. I'm always the person who posts like extremely incendiary things on Twitter or whatever the fuck. So I'm the last person to ever have some kind of like an emotional reaction to somebody criticizing someone's work harshly. Right. I'm usually right there with you. I'm like, yep, this was garbage or whatever it is, right? Um, and so your problem was more that these were, most of these were trailers for games that were uh, well no 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 I'm, I'm just sort of setting the stage yeah, here so okay. that so i was a little uncomfortable with that mm -hmm. but only a little bit because right. i agree that in general right i expect when you know these games come out destiny or whatever it is it's going to be a bunch of people running around shooting assault rifles at each other in much the same way that you did in every other game right it's right. it's not going to be something no one's ever done before it's going to be a minor change to something that everyone's done before right, right? and so i agree that chances are exactly what chris is saying is probably true for those games right. so that the uncomfortableness that i felt about n not wanting to criticize something until it was actually available and I could play it and criticize it specifically is more of an abstract discomfort, right? It's okay. more of a like, I don't feel like you should do that in the abstract, but yeah, I mean, I'm not really that upset about it because it's totally going to be true, right? right. Like it's totally, <laughs> like there's, there's almost zero risk that the thing that I'm trying to say that you don't do to prevent, you know, a misstep or whatever, we know it's not going to happen. Right, right. So I mean, it's it's entirely it's entirely something, it's entirely a habit that I don't want you to get into because someday games might not do right. right? Like it's right. like it's not about the the, pres the present; it's about the future. But um, the thing, so the actual thing that I wanted to talk about with you know that stage being set was actually the inclusion of one specific clip in there. Okay. Which which actually did make me uncomfortable in the present sense. Okay. Um, because I thought it was a little bit of uh, I thought it was a little bit of an odd man out. I didn't think it actually should have been in there. Right? Okay. Uh, and and that one was there were four, so yeah. yeah. So that one was yeah that, well, so the ones that were in there, there was uh, the one with the the guy pushing the door open. Mm -hmm. There was the one on Jimmy Fallon where the guy is saying something like we're, we're able, able to create like backgrounds for our really characters or whatever and the dude is like is like looking at some some weird fallen like uh you know like like uh, debris debris that has fallen stacked up while he's like changing which weapon he has out right. or something right and shooting somebody in the face there were at the actually actual time there wasn't even a human on the screen right. i think and yeah. then and then he you know turned and shot yeah. at somebody or whatever or was getting shot uh there was so there's humby door there's that one there's the destiny one and I, I don't remember if there was a... Oh, the Sucker Punch. Uh, uh, I don't know if there was any others. But then the final, the, the final one that I was going to talk about was the Sucker Punch one. Mm -hmm. So the Sucker Punch one is Nate Fox mm -hmm. gets up, right? And he... So one of the things I... Uh, because I had done like... A, I did a tiny bit of work on The Witness. I was on the, the team mailing list. So I knew that John was going to present 
the Witness right, trailer, at the PS4, right? right? At the PS4 thing, um, which was a secret. Like, we were not allowed to say, it. no one mm-hmm. was allowed to talk about that, right? right. We, we couldn't say that that was going to happen, but I knew because of that. So, normally I wouldn't watch the PS4 announcement because I figure, you know, it's going to be super long, which it was, and I can just find out after. I can go right. read what, right, what right. was the actual stuff I might care about if there was anything. Uh, but I wanted to see it uh, live. So, I, I had the live stream on, and I remember when Nate Fox got up. Because I had never heard anything like that said at a press event mm-hmm. before. In fact, the stuff that Nate Fox said at that press event, I am shocked he was able to get okayed. Yeah. I, I don't even know how that process goes at Sony or yeah. what exactly happens. But like the stuff he said is stuff you're not really allowed to say in America at all. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't get up in a commercial setting and say any of that stuff. Right. Right? I think you can. I, I actually think you can. In anything artistic, like actors do that constantly at the Academy Awards and the biggest stage, like they get away with it in the same way. Maybe this is a very corporate event, but yeah, I have never heard that 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 kind of like at a corporate event sort of setting, right? Yeah, and um, so like let's put the motives for saying stuff like that aside, right? right? I'd never heard anything like that, and never would have expected to hear anything like that. Right. Especially from a Sony first party, right. right? So this is like a wholly owned subsidiary, right? Sucker Punch, they're not independent. Right. They're owned by Sony, right? And he gets up and says a bunch of stuff about like the US government seizing cell phone records and like cameras right. monitoring people in Britain and whatever, right. right? So in my mind, I give you a fair bit of credit just for getting up and saying that. Because mm-hmm. you have to remember like they're selling into a market where most people want to buy, like, Americans save the world with weapons. Right. That is the game that sells right now is America saves the world with weapons, right? Call of Duty or whatever. It's like, right. we have a bunch of weapons, we go around blowing everything up, and suddenly the world is great, you know, right. way to go, Marines, or whatever right. it is, right? That's what they're selling. And this is, like, the opposite of that. He, t- he said, like, you know, the police weren't there to protect me, that's right. sort of the other thing. So then, the actual clip that they show, right... Is like some weird superhero thing that I'm not right. exactly well, clear on. The the that was one of the ones that Chris struggled with a lot, and we talked about it a lot when he yeah. was deciding it. And the point of that clip isn't necessarily the gameplay that they showed. Right? Was it was him? And you could argue a lot of stuff. Like one. Well, I'm about to argue a lot of stuff, okay, which well, is why I'm bringing it yeah, up. Yeah. So, so, go, so go, go for just it. some things. Like one is his delivery there felt horrible to me, and I'm like. You telling me this stuff at a corporate event that you flew in probably a private like I just yeah. was like you this is like Ted squared to me right I was very like I just hated that right but the thing that Chris the point that Chris wanted to make is he says all these very um, earnest stuff that are actually huge problems with yes. the nature of society right today right and then he caps that all that stuff by saying. But what if people had superpowers? Right. That's the part that right. Chris really yes. had. You're yes. like, that right. just and trivializes I know. everything. Hold on. It just Hold on. shits on it. Hold on. Right. So first of all, I know, like, if you had to give me the, like, if, if I had the little Chrisometer, right. right, which I, you know, could build over time from Chris's reactions to things, I know that that would fucking spike Yeah. You. Because he hates what he calls adolescent power fantasy yeah. or something like that, right? He, you know what I mean? He hates... That categorically, yeah. so like that is that is his that is the worst. That's the red line thing right. for him. So I totally appreciate that. And obviously, he has a lot of opportunity 
to be incited by that because the game right. industry is all about delivering that, right? They, mm -hmm. they are all about delivering the summer superhero movie. Right. They, that is their genre in games mm -hmm. most of the time, yep. right? So, and also, like, I think that we would all feel similarly grossed out. Like, there was a comic in DC or Marvel, I can't remember which. Mm -hmm. And he was like the Occupy superhero. Like, and, he, oh, and you're just really? like co-opting this shit. Or, and it's like the Jay-Z coming out with Occupy t-shirts that cost right, $160. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. It is, there is something, uh, no matter what, in it, what started out as a good intention in right. your head. Right, right. Is is immediately yes. soured by that part, right. which is, which is even aside from the power fantasy part, the part that I'm just like, I don't need you to tell me this, you right cocksucker, right? Okay. Like that, that really bugged me. Uh, I see. Yeah. I can yeah. tell by the yeah. language that, that was it really like, bothered. I, it, it 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 is not. Um, it isn't that I don't care about those things. It's that the hypocrisy of being telling me this at an that this kind of event and with the game that. And this is what you're going to talk about, I assume. Yeah. That I almost uh, can write the game in my head right. of what this will end up being right. is really, really bugs me. And right. so, and, but it is off what the examples were of the rest of them. It is a different example, a different right. problem. Yes. I don't think this was. Yeah. Continue. So it is. So yes, it may be a little heterogeneous. Right. But the thing that I'm going to say isn't really about the heterogeneity. Mm -hmm. It's about whether I think it should have been called out in this fashion at this time, mm -hmm. right? So, here's what I have to say about that. This is probably going to be one of those long podcasts that no one wants to listen to because it's too involved, but here we go. <laughs> so, a long time ago, um, and I apologize again, like I said, this is not perfectly crystallized. I wish it was. I wish I could say like the one sentence and be like, there it is, that's why right. I'm, it makes me uncomfortable. So a long time ago, actually this is when I was in high school, uh, you know, in, I grew up in New England. Mm -hmm. And obviously in New England, uh, it tends to be the kind of place, be, I assume because historically speaking and whatever, that racism and prejudice and these sorts of things are kind of taught to you in this very like sloppy way where it's like, oh, it's like some shit the South did to black people or whatever. It's like really abstract. And it's just like, you don't be prejudiced because prejudice is bad and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's very, it's very simplistic. And you know, I mean, what do you expect? Our education system isn't perfect. You don't necessarily come away really with a deep understanding of what like prejudice is or what racism is or what any of these things are. And th again, this is why it, our last podcast made me think of talking about this subject in these terms. Um, so I, you know, being someone who was raised in that environment, also didn't think of them much in that in that way, right? I, I, I didn't I didn't think deeply about any of these things. I just kind of kind of knew like you shouldn't be prejudiced and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what I that's what I knew about it. Uh, but there was a book that came out. Uh, I guess when I was starting like my senior year of high school, I want to say it was called The Bell Curve. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. I, people probably remember this book, mm -hmm. but maybe a lot of people are too young to remember this. Right. Book. Anyway, this book was a book that like sort of claimed to be sort of scientific demographic study. Right. And it was about like intelligence distribution among populations. And one of the things that it sort of said or, you know, maybe didn't come out and say in these terms, but if you read between the lines, it was pretty damn clear. They were kind of saying that like minorities are dumber than like right. Caucasians. And I guess there's a minorities. It was specifically like Hispanics, mm -hmm. blacks, 
Uh, I don't remember exactly all the, the things, but then they like singled out like Caucasians and Asians as not like they were right. kind of like here's our distributions, and it was it kind of reinforced right like the stereotypes that people have. They were like trying to claim they had science to back this right, up. Right. And so obviously, when you come out with something like that, which people wield science that way all the time, all the time. All this was this was not yeah. this book was not unusual in the fact that it was trying to use science to justify racism, uh, because obviously that happens all the time. It was just happened to be a very highly publicized, mm -hmm. very polarizing work at the time. Right. You heard about this book. Right. Yep. There's a lot of shit that happens like that that you don't hear about. Mm -hmm. But you heard about this book. Everyone knew about this book at the time if you were at all aware. You right. know, if you're if you're old enough, whatever. And so uh, the you know this book obviously sort of generated what you would consider the predictable reactions. You know, obviously people who want to feel that you know Asians or white people are better or whatever, they embrace this sort of thing. It's like, see, this this kind of justifies this racism right. that I have or whatever. Right, right. And the people who are or not justifies the status quo. When just right, right, whatever it is, they're, they're like, oh, good, there's some science to back me up. Like that's all I really needed to hear because right, right. I'm not going to look into it. I'm just going to say that's right. fine. And on the other side, you've got people who, you know, are like incensed by this, who are like, what the, you know, they've, they've been fighting for minority rights or whatever, or they consider themselves progressive. So they, they're angry about this. And what they do is they try to discredit the science, right? Mm -hmm. They focus on trying to say, no, like, here's the reasons, here's the bias in the research, here's other research that contradicts this research, right. that sort of thing. And what was interesting for me about it at the time was, again, like I said, because I hadn't really thought about prejudices and racism at that time, I didn't have much of a framework in my mind for it. And obviously, as anyone listens to this podcast know, we spend a lot of time thinking about random shit, mm -hmm. even though we need to know, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter what I think about racism, really, right. but I think about it anyway, because I want to think about these things. I want to have a, a, a formed opinion, I guess, uh, or maybe I'm just bored. So <laughs> anyway, I start thinking about that, and the thing that I realized, or that I kept coming back to, was I was like, I wonder why, why does it even matter if that science is true or not. Everyone goes at the science like it's like, right. like it's like we need to know and we need to prove that people are scientifically equal. Like, like the basis for treating people equally is that they are equal. Right. Not, nobody said, who cares? <laughs> right. Nobody said, why do we care which race is smarter? Right. We just want a world where races are treated equally, no matter what science ever finds. Right. Right. Nobody said that, interestingly right. enough, which is, which is kind of odd to me, right? right? And so the more I thought about that, the more I real, the, I kind of latched onto that idea and I was like, you know what, that kind of, that kind of seems the truest thing about racism to me. Right. Is that, is that if you really want to try, because, and one of the things we said on our podcast long ago was everyone's born racist. Right. And I think in some sense that's true. Mm -hmm. I think everyone has some prejudices yep. that, that, you know, they can't. So what we're talking about is when you start thinking about your own prejudice or you, you develop that sort of mental reasoning to try and stop your own racism from causing you from making a bad decision, from making society worse because you are biased or because whatever. The thing that I latched onto there in that thinking was that like, I shouldn't care about the truth of a situation when I'm making a decision about it. I should care about what is fair to do regardless of the truth of the situation. Meaning that if you take any given decision, like a decision to hire people, mm -hmm. you should make the decision based on what you want the world to be like in a place where we can all coexist happily not about whether the science lines up with that world. Because 
if you want something, like let's say you believe that like men and women should be equal in the workplace, mm-hmm. you should not you should not have to scientifically justify right. that if we just are saying that that is the world we want to have. Right. We don't, we're not saying that we want that because men and women perform the jobs equally. Yeah, that we're is- saying that we want this to be true right. about how society functions. Right, I think that's a better way to look at it anyway, you see what I'm just saying? because if you don't, you end up in a whole bunch of stupid ass fucking arguments about talking about whether women are going to be pregnant. You're like, wait, yes, but that doesn't fucking matter. That is, per- right. that is a that is or the better, perfect example. That or is the a better example. example, I think, is uh, right. gay marriage and and the choice to be gay versus being born gay. Yeah. It's like, why are we having a decision of yes. whether there's genetic gayness? Like, right, right. that still sucks. If someone right. chooses to be gay, that doesn't... Yeah. If, if We're not going to give people blood tests to see if they're really That's gay right. just so they can get married. But right. you chose it, so you don't get yeah. it. So it's like, no, no, we, we got off track. That's right. Right, yeah. And so that, that sort of mental framework has always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't do a great job necessarily of actually executing on yeah. it. But it's I think what, it's really hard. It's like it's always hard, yeah. right? You know, like I am not a model it's of, also of integrity re- by any stretch of the no, imagination. But it's, it's just what also, I think about. It's also right? just easier to make decisions based on data, right? It's sure, like anything right, yes. because you just look at it. I mean, it's the same reason people use metrics in games instead of like... And you end up with all the grossness that happens there of like, oh, hey, this game, they've just been sanded that's, down in a gross way. That's like, right, yeah. yeah. So basically... With that framework in mind, right? Um, there's like also some kind of correlates. There's some conclusions to that that I tend to come to, right? Right, which is another sort of of uh, of uh, sort of side. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Another offshoot of that, mm-hmm. right? Is that one of the things that you can see at that point is that stereotypes are actually more harmful if they are actually based on fact. Yeah, in some sense, mm-hmm. right? Because let's say that the things in the bell curve are true. Mm-hmm. Minorities aren't as good at something, whatever it is that we've measured, as white people are, right? right? Like, who knows, right? That turns out to be the case scientifically. Then those are precisely the stereotypes that you should be most conscious of avoiding because I think we, st- like I said, I still want a world where you don't, just because you were born bad at something, whatever the reason for that may be. And again, we could even just take that out of, of the equation, right. Right? whether it has a racial component or not. Right. right. If you were born bad at something, it's like you shouldn't become this kind of second-class citizen as a result of that. Right. Right? Right. And so stereotypes that were based on some kind of scientific truth are the worst kind because they're self-reinforcing. Right? right. It's you you if there's a slight bias towards a certain class of person being worse at something, then the more people see that, the right. more they will reinforce sure. their stereotype in their brain. So that stereotype has no natural defense. Stereotypes that are patently untrue, right. that in fact were the other way. Let's say women are much better at X, you know, in, in the workplace than men are. Well, even though the stereotype exists, it has this natural defense, which right. is that, holy cow, like the women keep outperforming the men. Right, right. People who aren't idiots will start to look and go, oh, well, shit, right. we should start hiring more women for these positions because the results are better, right? right? But if the opposite's true, that will never happen. It will just constantly enforce it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like, you don't hire women for that right. position because blah. Right. So anyway, there's just like a lot of those, that's kind I of mean, the it way... Makes, it turns, it, it, it takes a problem 
uh, I mean, the counter argument to all that is it takes a problem that is uh, you can look at objectively and turns it into somebody's subjective idea of yes, fairness, yes, right? Yes. So then you get all the insanity of like, you know, men's rights groups, which is the right. <laughs> fucking insanity where they're like, yeah. yeah, you know, we need to fight the unfairness. Right, so like, yeah, yeah. Okay, your own idea of unfairness and like reality is quite different. But I mean, you get this bizarre effect of like, hey, we're all fighting for the world that they like to see. They're just right. world is really fucked it's up. It's different, right? yes. And so, well, and similarly, so there's like, some danger yeah. there, right? And right. affirmative action is is actually kind of exactly. fits into this model pretty mm -hmm. well, which is to say that a lot of people are against affirmative action because they say, well, fairness mandates that everyone's treated equally. Right. But again. That ignores the reality of like the last two hundred years. Right. Too, it's right? like it's like economic disadvantage and these sorts of things are hereditary, right? right? If I'm born into a white family, middle class, right? Yep. It has all these connections. It has money. It has all of these things that will help me appear to be a smarter, right. more well-educated person right, right. because of the opportunities and the environment in which you are raised. I mean, you sure. can't just put someone in the woods right. and 18 years later they come back and they're just as smart as they but would it, have been I mean, again, in that, the middle of an education the, system that was good and all this Trying to stuff, convince right? a white person that they have all this extra privilege that it. equalizes it. it. Yeah. it, it also is irrelevant. The whole point is, is like you're trying. Affirmative action is there so that it, in, so that it starts fixing something that we can right. demonstrably yes, see as right. we have way too many white that's people right. at these companies. Like it's a good thing, and it's something that it doesn't matter whether there is inherent bias or privilege on white people. It just it well, should, more we should be looking this at this is right. we just want to see more different types of people at, at, at working. Right. Well, more so. specifically, what I was, was going to say, though, on along the lines of the stuff I said previously, is just that, so affirmative action through sort of the lens that I was talking about is more about like, hey, it, you know, sometimes these things are true, right? We cannot hire mm -hmm. as many qualified, like, Hispanic applicants for this as we can Caucasian applicants for this because they may not have had access to the same level of education that right. was required for this job. If you don't stick a, you know, draw a line in the sand and say, we are going to have to accept the fact that they will not be as qualified for a generation or two right. to get up to the same level. If you don't ever take steps to fix that, then it never, never the problem never gets resolved. Yeah. So again, like you can't keep looking at what the actual data says is this is a merit basing or whatever it is and expect to magically wake up in an equal world tomorrow. Right. It does not work. Right. You have to think about what is the thing that's fair for everyone at the limit and what are the things we, how can we make decisions today that will move us towards that limit eventually? Right. And that is not about treating people equally. It's not about that because right. people have different advantages right now mm -hmm. based on their upbringing, based on their economic status, right. and you are going to have to break through that. And I think that anyone who's relatively fair-minded is going to have to see that eventually right. because otherwise all of these decisions people make would be very incongruous. Why are people sending their kids to private school? If it right. doesn't matter, all this right. stuff, right? then it, a lot of your choices seem to be very odd all of a sudden. So if you're really honest with yourself, you're going to have to admit that it is not about how you are born. That's not about right. what, de what determines a lot of these things, yep. right? Yep, Okay. So with all of that basis in mind, going back to the sucker punch situation. So the reason that that made me uncomfortable is very much along this mindset, right? And that is 
the exact wrong thing to do when someone tries to put a little value into their artwork or their, mm -hmm. their product, in this case, may be the correct term for it because it's unclear if they would think of this as artwork or product, but right. whatever. The exact wrong thing to do is to lump the person who tries to do something a little different into the same category as everyone else because basically what you are saying is baby steps aren't welcome here. We don't want... Either you, either you go all the way to being a perfectly virtuous person who does not think about the sales of their game, who is not making a crowd-pleasing product, who is not doing adolescent power fantasy, who is doing none of the things we don't like, and just does everything as a shining pillar of purity. And that's the only thing we will mm -hmm. accept. Or you say, I am happy that someone took a little risk when, when a little bit out of the norm, however small that was, right. I am not going to criticize that person. I'm going to say... Good for you for doing a little bit there. Let's do a little more next time. Right. Or, good for you for staking this out. We're watching. Let see, deliver. Like deliver some of that for your game, right? So the counter argument okay. there, and I'm not yeah. quite done yet, but yeah. you can. I'll, okay, well, I'll, I'll just, come back to more. Okay, okay. So the, the counter argument in terms of this, and I'm not saying anything. This is necessarily having a sucker punch because I actually like their games. Even I just didn't like. How I've actually never this. played their games, yeah. so I have no idea. I. I can't yeah. speak to that. That, yeah. that had nothing to do with my discomfort. I don't, so, I'm not a Sucker Punch fan or anything. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I am, but I okay. still felt uncomfortable with this, is there, if you take a message that is good and pure and do that, and you mix in some shittiness mm -hmm. of some kind, then I don't think that's always positive. I think, it, I think the shittiness is more corrosive to the good idea then the good idea is to the shittiness. So when you see things like, I'm using the uh, Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech in a Buick commercial or whatever <laughs> it was. I can't, it was a commercial. I think it was a car, it was a car I, I should look, but it was a commercial on TV. Right. So it's like a car driving along and they're saying this stuff. Like I have a dream and they show the car. It's like, that's not what he was talking about. Yeah. Was not that car, right? right? And so I felt that wasn't sharing the dream that uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. had, even to people who had not heard that speech before. It's not like they thought, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They thought they're looking at the car. And that's yeah. the more, that's the thing. And so that, yes. so, so I didn't think that was a net positive. And that's a little bit how I felt like the sucker punch thing is that I felt like they were being trendy because you know the occupy thing and all this i feel like that is a uh, a trendy thing to be upset about yeah and then them throwing but what if you had superhero powers like what the whole point of occupy is that we're the 99% not the 1% that has superpowers it shouldn't be necessary it, it, to me it felt diminishing of what uh the anarchists and 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 occupy are trying to do i thought it hurt that thing more than it helped putting it in front of other people That's so two things i'll say about that first i don't know where you're getting occupy from his presentation because he mentioned that not at all he was talking about surveillance which occupy well is i not assumed about. when he talked about being tear gassed it was the occupy it was thing, wto so okay. it had nothing to do with occupy right. it was well before occupy yeah. he was in seattle yeah their seattle here. company right. it was yeah. wto i assumed because he was seattle no. it was the occupy stuff no. where they 
police dispersed him that one night no. and tear gas him. No. Okay. No. I don't think so. No. I mean... And he, could... said, he said he was tear gas. I was tear gas last year, so I assumed it had to be occupied. But I don't know. I didn't think he said last year. All right, well, we'll check, we'll check the yeah. record on that. Maybe not. Maybe not. I guess it's possible. Yeah. It was pr- it's pretty cool that any of the Sucker Punch people were down at the WTO. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we're down at the, uh, occupied, the occupied thing. thing. But I, again, I think a lot of people... A lot of people were down there. I just don't think they all went home and said, you know what, we need to have a Bank of America commercial where right, we right. talk about being well, let the me, 99%, let me, the bank for the 99% let me, or like some bullshit right. like let that. Me address those, let, okay. So let me address those points, okay. right? Um, because I, I totally understand where you're, where you're coming from. And again, like... And I'm not trying to derail their argument of, of like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because there's that danger of like, you're just looking for the nitpicky thing. No, no, I, I totally, and I totally understand yeah. that. Um, so... Let me address those points. So, what I think is true about the uh, the reason that I mapped this onto the prejudice space it originally mm-hmm. way back when I you know so a couple weeks ago when I first saw it I was like ah that kind of mm-hmm. bothered me was specifically because of what you said with the su- superhero thing you keep coming but you coming back to the superhero thing it's like the what if you because you in fact you'll notice Chris did not include the actual gameplay trip clip. Mm-hmm. In his in his rant, yes. so he's in his mind, and it, it sounds bad. like from what you said in your mind as well. Mm-hmm. The problem is what if the part where he says, "What if people had? How would the government react, or how would the world react if people develop superhuman powers?" Right. He says that at the end of it. Or that, did, right? did he say government? I thought he just said the world. Well, what if he said he said how would the world react if people started developing superhuman powers, mm-hmm. right, or something like this, right? And that was the end. That was where Chris cut right. it off. He didn't show the clip. So. And I believe the rest was just normal, like, fireballs. and like, Right, there's a dude who, like, destroys, like, yeah. some cops at a checkpoint and then ruins a security right. camera, right? right? Um, so the reason that I feel like there's a lot of prejudice in the dismissal there is because I realize, I totally accept the fact that it is fashionable in game criticism now to criticize adolescent power fantasy. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is a fashionable thing to do, mm-hmm. right? It's like that is a very popular thing to dismiss a game as is adolescent power fantasy. Now, there's a problem with that dismissal. And the problem with that dismissal is adolescent power fantasy is one of the primary communication mechanisms that society has used forever, since the beginning of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like the hero's journey is 100% adolescent power fantasy. Sure. The first shit people carved into like cave walls were adolescent power fantasy. The reason that that is one of the primary ways is because it is a story telling people about what would happen or giving them an imaginary scenario of what would happen if they were to empower themselves to do something. It is a metaphorical way of saying, hey, you know, whoever you are, Luke Skywalker, right? Our current mm-hmm. progenitor, our current uh, exemplar, if you right. will, of this, drawn directly from that. What if you had the force? You had something inside you that you could awaken to affect this change on a global scale that you just didn't know that you had. And when it awakens, you will have the opportunity to do something for good or for evil based on your choice. Right. What will you do, right? And I totally agree that most of what we tell in games is that. And it is also the case that most games that tell that do not tell it in a way that is particularly constructive society right now. Most of what they tell you is go kill Arabs for America or something like this. (laughs) That is the thing. It's like, hey, 
bad news, guys. Terrorists have the president's daughter, and it's up to us, right? right? It's time for us all to strap on our body armor and push the heavy Humvee door out of the way right. so that we can go. But there's more subtle. Right? Yeah. That happens all the sure. time, right? We've got that game. And so it's like, hey, in this case, you're now dismissing something at the end. Like, he said a bunch of stuff about authoritarianism being bad. That's kind of unmistakable. Then he said, like, what if you had the superpowers to fix it? Which is kind of the, you know, what if you could go around, like, being a badass and, like, fucking with authority, right? Yeah. That got dismissed just because of the badass part. It's like, just because it is a hero's journey story... It's like, or we assume it was, because again, no one's actually yeah. played the game, mm -hmm. right? Which is because we assume that it's a hero journey story. All of a sudden, we are saying, you are a disingenuous person. You are not making a game that we think people should play. We are lumping you in with I space marines. It's like, you're done, right? Yeah. Maybe all of those things will be true, but I found that to be extremely prejudicial. That... That method of thinking struck me as very prejudicial. Yeah, see, I don't, I, I don't even feel like... The problem, I think, is it feels ham-fisted in the same way that if you said, okay, you're telling a story, and Marvel did this in the early 70s and 60s, where there's a Black Panther right. superhero. Sure. Who or uh, X Men? Right? X Men had a lot of this yeah, sort of thing in the early days. Yeah, yeah, right? and where, where, and and it doesn't feel constructive to me, and this may just be personal opinion. It doesn't feel constructive to me to frame a story in the way to solve these problems, these complex societal problems, is to start punching things. Which is what now, if you were saying. No, okay, what if, if he ended the thing is, what if you had the superpower of debate or something? Then I'd be like, okay, well, that's nuts. All right, that's kind of cool. But if you say, what if you, what if, what if, when you start saying, what if you had superpowers and then and it's a whole thing's about you starting to fuck things up, doesn't feel constructive to me. I mean, it just doesn't. So I that's the that's the part, and, and I don't know, it could totally be a prejudice, but it doesn't feel that way to me. It feels like, it feels more to me like a. It feels opportunistic. So not not, not which it may be yeah. right, but opportunistic has nothing to do with the criticism that was leveled here. Nobody was saying that they, that like opportunism in games is bad at this entire during this entire time, as far as I can tell, right? Like, we made a game at a particular time to capitalize on X was yeah. not the subject of this rant, to the best of my knowledge, right? And I had never heard anyone even mention that. No, game no, I don't think right. it. I, yeah, yeah, you're right. In that right, but I mean, again, so I'd like to two, put that aside because we could talk about yeah, that yeah. separately. I mean, there's the but. two arguments. There's really two things we're talking about here. Is one is like whether that clip really deserved to be in the in the hall of shame is the rest of them, right, right? right? Or and then there's the second thing of like, hey, is it is that was that a shitty thing to do at the right. conference? That's right. right. And, and I agree with you, and I think even Chris would agree with you, it's different than the other yes. one. Yes. Um, I think uh, uh, I think the secondary question of like, was is this a positive or negative thing? I don't, I, I, you're totally right. It should wait to the judgment of the game. But of the trailer I've seen, it just does look like he's picking something like, if he made this game in the middle 80s, 
they wouldn't be fighting authoritarianism. They'd be punk rockers fighting the music authority. And if you moved it into the right. 70s, they'd be yes. fighting... Ra- and, 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 I'm, like, okay, and so I'm actually... So let's say that is exactly what it is. Because I'm still... It still upsets me that it was singled out for that. If, if that's true, that is not a premise of the argument that I need to be false yeah. in order for me to still be upset about it. Yeah. So what I am trying to say here, very concretely, is that... If you have a large body of work that is the majority of things people play, right. Call of Duty, you know, being mm-hmm. the primary one, or Medal of Honor, all these games that people sure. are constantly being, or I guess Grand Theft Auto in some sense, even so, is a, is a separate thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but all of them are pretty much ignore. N- nobody is is nobody is advancing the theory. Here's a here's a simple way to say it. In general. You are coming at this problem as if everyone in the world who plays games has a very complex and reasoned way of thinking about what is good and bad in the world. Mm -hmm. They are scholars. They look at things and, like you said, the power of debate. Like they will watch a presidential debate and they will make a decision about who would be better in terms of the future of the world based on what is said at that debate. I think that is a very simplistic and unrealistic way of looking at what actually happens in the world. I think what actually happens in the world is you have some portion of the people for whom that is true. Mm -hmm. And I agree that this game is not relevant to those people. That is a very small fraction of the people that will play that game. The vast majority of the people that will play that game have a very simple sieve into which they file Good and evil things, very simplistically, right? The George W. Bush method of filing is actually very common. And a large part about where you get your opinion about who to be wary of, who to be afraid of, who to be supportive of, who to champion, comes from the fiction that you have read. And by fiction, I'm including things like the Bible, obviously, (laughs) that people would consider nonfiction. But the stories that you have been told that largely have no basis in actual factual reality. Sure. Okay. And so one of the really key parts of our current fictional landscape is that the U.S. and the U.S. government, for example, is good. If they think that somebody is bad, or they tell you that somebody is bad, we have to fight the terrorists, we have to fight Iran, we have to fight whatever, then most people agree. And in fact, it's very interesting. Yeah, what I don't know. The... I don't agree with that, but, but yeah. I, I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's a thing that I think, I don't, I don't, I don't think, you're putting, you're putting like, the way people watch entertainment affects how they view the world. And how they interact with the world, and I'm I'm one level of jadedness less that than that. Does. I think it. I think they'll still. You could sit there and put them in front of a whole bunch of anti-government movies, and most of the people will behave exactly the same at the end of all of them. I don't even think they move the needle. It's like that's like once that's once that calcifies at like I don't know where it is at 15. That's but that's just done. the people are playing games are younger saying, than fifteen. That's I just, the point. I just don't think you're going to make. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe you're hitting him at a good age. I don't know. Yes. I feel like I don't know if that's true. Anyway, so yeah. to continue with that line of reasoning, so games are something that young people play. Mm-hmm. If most of what they are playing is American Marines save the day, so whatever the army is currently fighting must be bad. Right? You should just do what they... Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's who the good guys are. 
That is a very harmful message to be teaching people in these days and age. The last time that we did something good militarily was a long ass time ago, mm -hmm. right? We mostly create problems in the world. That's kind of objectively true at this mm -hmm. point. Um, objectively meaning if you actually had some measure that was like amount of world good We'd cost, ask Google right? Morals. We'd ask Google Morals. And so if someone comes along with an adolescent power fantasy style game where the enemy is the government and the enemy is surveillance and these right. sorts of things, that I believe is actually a net positive step. That is a better thing to be playing than Call of Duty. And to suggest that somehow without even ever having played the game to see how that aspect mm -hmm. falls out. That this is just a, another example of game developers shuffling the same shit. It's like, no. I think it is mostly the same shit with actually a positive step that has been taken. And it makes me uncomfortable to see them lumped in with like space marines running up a stairwell and dude opening the Humvee door in, a, in camouflage. Right? right. I think those are very different. So I want to wait, and I want to see what Sucker Punch actually ships. Right. And if they ship something that doesn't also... deliver that message right. at all well, then I say, go for the criticism. Right. Level it on them. They deserve every little bit of it. Right. But if they actually ship something that kind of has a bit of a, like, hey, man, your government watching you all the time, and like doing what they say and having them have control mm -hmm. isn't such a good idea, and the way that you interact with that happens to be a bitch and fireball, as John Blow calls it, yeah. that's not actually bad. I think that is projecting your hatred of adolescent power fantasy onto a game that just plain might not deserve it. Yeah. It might not be the project. I don't think it's necessarily. Chris, it certainly is the power fantasy, but I think a lot of the well, people that are Well, and I don't want to speak for Chris either. Yeah, I, I, I hope I, he watches this yeah. and posts an opinion because I would like to see what he has to say about it, certainly. I don't um, feel. But, I, see, because what bothers me less is the power fantasy part and is the. What I feel is the opportunistic use of something bigger. It's yeah. the Buick commercial with. With, with Martin Luther King. Uh, and, I feel like I can, that. I can see that. Yeah, I can that's see that. the part that grosses me out. There's, there's a little Maybe. bit of a problem with that, though. The, the, so the problem that I would have with that. Again, is, like you're, we are. And up, even Destiny, who maybe it yeah. is completely different. That's true. Maybe we just saw a shitty clip because they were like, we got to show this clip because that's what people expect from us, right? right? And like, hey, you well, turned it, on and it has nothing to do with space. Right. Well, and that, right? and that is why I was focusing on what is contained in the presentation. Because yeah. I'm like, it's clear from the stuff that he can put in the other parts of the presentation. That yeah. in a self-contained way, these were disingenuous in right. a lot of ways. You didn't need to really look at the game yeah. to see that it was somewhat disingenuous. I will. But this one, I was like, the clip you showed could be 100% genuine. Like, right. what, what was actually said there is not right. a net loss. I will society. say, there it is a yeah, prejudice right? there that so, did kick in for me, which is yeah. the anti-Tedness. Because not only did the, he the presentation did, style, the, the style, style, the way he talked, I mean, frame, I'd like the, the, the way slides, yeah. him in front, slides, audience privilege everywhere right the way and it's like his delivery was right. very ted-esque right. of like yes. what if right i mean it was like you could make I if see. you yes. made if you made a a a, yeah. a a a a a parody of a ted thing it would be that delivery and that yeah. pause and that awkward long stare into yeah. the camera which right. make which which is supposed to make you think he's thinking, talking to you, but like right. he's got an audience of ten thousand people, and right, he's looking right. straight over the top of them, the, the camera <laughs> angle. Oh, he's like, focused oh. on the back row. So I mean, classic theater. But yes, but it is that that's a different reason. It certainly is a prejudice of mine. Like if I was like, hey, Ted Man, maybe that would hit you in a good way. I'm right, not right. Ted Man. Right, right. I actually think that yeah, uh, the the. Even if everything he said was true, the delivery hurt how that I would see, be. I that's see. a separate thing yeah. of 
are you just being opportunistic? Are you just picking right. the latest fad, which is like we are ninety nine percent, and then turning it into a game well, to sell to sell shit? So the the problem that I have with that is not so much that I don't think that's a totally valid argument, but that, in my opinion, is even less appropriate then to have that clip there because that is all about intent. Yeah. We don't know if he was opportunistic. Yeah, I mean, true. he could literally just be a guy who was pissed about getting gassed by the cops and in the most puerile way wanted to make a game about fucking with the government. Yeah. Which, by the way, I support. Yeah, yeah. Right? I support that modus operandi and I wouldn't criticize someone for that. Yeah. And so I think calling it disingenuous requires to actually go find out that that was not true. Right. Right? He could be making an incredibly shallow game about it, but I still applaud the fact yeah. that somebody fucking made a shallow game about fucking with the government. Right? Right. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, it, it, and again, it, so right, to just to turn into an intent thing and I am yeah. projecting intent on there. Right. Which is yeah. why I say, and, and so just to bring it all back, which is why I, which is why I can't come out and say, oh my God, this was horrible that it was included in the clip. Because again, this is all me saying, I want to be more reserved about that. I want right. to be more considerate about this, which is very different from saying, oh, Sucker Punch is making a great game. I don't know. Right. The game could still be shit. Right. All of that stuff may still be true. I'll it, probably play like the game. Who like, knows? Yeah. We don't know at this yeah. point. Um, and so, and I also don't want to say like, oh my God, like if every game was like Sucker Punch, wouldn't that be great for society? None of, the, none of this stuff is probably true. Right. But all I wanted to point out, and, and the reason that that made me uncomfortable, were these things that we've talked about here and how I think that baby right. steps are important and all that sort of stuff. And so it's like, I really think you kind of have to stop and think about how much of this is a knee-jerk reaction to it because it right. is very similar to things that are we don't like or that you know different people don't like. And and how much of this is legitimate right. legitimate action on the facts that were presented um, that will always that we can definitely say would always be true. Like right. we we're definitely making a decision that's that's you know certified here, and we're not just right. reacting to things that we well, imagine also, or that or reacting to something because yes, it won't be great the game, but maybe there was a little good. Did you throw the baby out with the bathwater? All those things. Yeah. That's kind of the part that made me uncomfortable. And whereas with the rest of the clips in that thing, didn't register for me at all. The only right. thing that that registered for me on that was the thing I said before, which was just like, I feel like we shouldn't criticize. We shouldn't poke fun at people when we haven't played the game yet is bas basically the only thing right, that, right. that was a blip on those. I, I'm totally, I'm totally comfortable with the fact that me uh, not liking that clip at all hat could be totally based on, the on, on well, and just on, on intent that yeah. I don't I know yeah. the, the, I don't know his real intent, right? Intent matters a lot as we've talked about before. If intent matters in this great way, I'll tell you an intent story. Yeah. We were, uh, Don and I were at this one... Intent, when you talk about yeah. Occupy, can mean two different things. Yeah. Intent. Well, intent. Yeah. Yeah, this I is got this, ten, this story, intent. So we went to uh, a one-woman show. Okay. And she was doing it for the first time. And so this lady had all, all of her family there. Big Italian family. Huge. Okay. Packed with her family. It was okay. all her family and Don and I, who Don uh, knew these people. So in a sense, so, it's all the family. Yeah. Because Dawn's like part yeah. of it. Like she's a friend. Right? So it, this is this is a theater that's at the pit. And it's a very thin theater. For those so of us like, who don't know what the pit is? It's just a comedy stage in okay. New York. Okay. And it's like got three seats, uh, a walkway, three okay. seats. Okay. But it's a long walk. Oh, so okay. it's like 50 seats. So it's a lot of stairs. Okay. And down these stairs, there's no railing. Okay. okay. There's just, just stairs. And it, it was like okay. a little... So we're we're getting ready for we're just all sitting I don't like where this is going. It sounds dangerous. At the top of the stairs is a bar 
they have a bar there so you can buy drinks while you're doing this. Mm-hmm. It's where Pitt, the Pitt probably makes all their money. Right. Because the, like the getting in there is nothing. Right, yeah. So what, they're getting ready for the show and it's like, I don't know, a minute to show time. Yeah. And this woman's uh, grandma, who had to be 80 something, yeah. starts walking down the stairs. Okay. And I'm on the aisle, and I look up and I go, "Whoa, Tiger!" It's a little, she's it's a like, little shaky. Yeah, the steps are like, Whoa. "All right," Whoa. and All she's right. holding two drinks. Oh God! And okay. I'm like, "Dawn, I don't know." And I turn and I say, "Dawn, I don't know." And right as I say, "I don't know," she falls. It goes. All right. And when you know how, so <laughs> you know, old people are not very limber. So it's not like when you fall down and crumble. Right. It's just like, uh, conk. And then the other thing is the reactions are delayed in general. So like she falls flat onto like she's like planking from the thing to like some chairs. And then she hits and then she reacts by pushing her arms out. Like, oh, which to just catch makes my it ball, worse. Which causes her to flip oh, over God. Okay. and then start right. rolling down the stairs. Oh, stair no. Come super, on. Super, super slow. Just like. No. Burr, 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 burr. No. And everyone's like, ah. No. The lights go out. What? And the woman comes on stage. The spotlight shoots on there. And it starts out with her recounting her first sexual experiment. Or her first sexual experience. So she, so the mom is <laughs> well, rolling the down the stairs, stairs. And she's like, holy fucking shit. That's how it starts. And everyone else is thinking that too. But, but no one's not watching about the her. sexual experience. They're all watching, it, oh watching her roll down the stairs okay. really slowly. Okay. I mean, at this point, she's just kind of like. Ba-dum, yeah. Ba-dum. And you're still like, she's never going to stop. So it's kind of like in physics engines and games where they it doesn't really have as much inertia as it should. Yeah. So it's just still yeah, rolling. Yeah, it's like a, it's down not, they thing. haven't put yeah. the grandma to sleep. Right, yeah. right that object right, right. is. Yeah, that's like, still active. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so then the lights come on and they go help her in and she was fine. <clears throat> yeah. But there was an important thing I was thinking about, which was that Dawn and I both wanted her to be okay. Right. Okay. So like, and the abstract, we're both like, I want. In your head, you're yeah. saying. Okay. And, and and because Dawn is a normal human being, right. it was because she didn't want her to be hurt. Stop. So in your opinion, in Dawn's head, she was thinking, she was I'm like, concerned oh for Granny. Yes. Well-being. Yes. I hope she survives the fall. And I want her to be okay because I want this to keep going on forever. <laughs> like one of those gifts that seamlessly loop. Because it's hysterical. But wait, why does it matter to that whether she's okay or not? Because she, at some point, she's going to deteriorate. I want her to be okay, so okay. she keeps okay. stop oh, doing like, shit. You yeah, want the, rea- exactly. the, re- the twitching is part of and, the fun. And so, I see. Intent is huge there because okay. we both want her. So the, at first right. glance, we'd be like, "Yeah, we both want her." And but I'm fucked up and horrible. Okay. And 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 Dawn right. isn't. And so. Intent does matter. So it's totally possible the Sucker Punch guy has the best intentions, in which okay. case everyone owes him a huge apology. But yes, I am projecting what I feel is his true intent, which is to capitalize on something that is popular right now. In the same way that Jay-Z makes Occupy t-shirts. In the same way that the government is actually a lot of times villain now in modern I TV see. shows. Um, and not TV shows, in, in movies right now. So... I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's just uh, totally cop to that. Totally being me projecting that intent. So we'll have to wait and see. I don't think the funny thing is the game could come out and by playing the game, there's no way to analyze the intent, right? 
post. That's it may true, be yeah. just like, oh, well, this there's plausible ways for it to be the either way, which I suppose is a good reason not to judge on intent and just on positive action. Which that I does assume, get you I into the you bad are things. actually probably one of the few people who's actually was criticizing it based on intent. I don't think because both John Blow and Chris were both criticizing it. Uh, Where were they? And Chris? they were not on Twitter. Oh, okay. uh, they were not criticizing it on intent. I, I don't see. think. You, you brought that up. Th their criticism was based on the fact that it was uh, yeah. less than power fantasy. Mine literally, I stuff. went exactly right. to Martin Luther King Buick. Like, that's yeah. what I thought about. And, and I don't know, which maybe... Is, which is a very interesting point in totally worthy of a separate discussion. Yeah. Wasn't what I was concerned about at all, yeah. right? It wasn't what I was trying to tell people, hoping that people wouldn't do, yeah. right? But uh, that's totally totally worthwhile thing to think about the co-opting. And, and it's, it's interesting thing about, too maybe for a future podcast is, is it bad when things get co-opted? Does it depend on how they're co-opted? You know, right. is, is all co-opting bad or is only certain and it's kinds? True. Like and, the like, Buick thing know, was an advertisement and this is an advertisement, but not the same way. Who knows? It's not, but yeah. I mean, he's not. Subject to a different an, podcast though. This wasn't an Subject ad. for a different so, podcast. Yeah, anyway. So, all right. Maybe someday we will answer that question as well. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, thanks everybody. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time. Next, next week.